Project Act fall for me! Damn it, Will! That, Travis, sportsmanship, good game? Good game, good game, good game, good game, good game, good game, good game. All right, that's better. Now, fun's fun, but it's time to get busy by going over all this complicated Mortal Kombat knowledge for the podcast one more time. Oh, no! Uh-uh. Not till I get a rematch. Travis, no, there is no time to be rematch playing. Rematch now! <laughs> okay, it's your funeral. What do we even have to go over anyway? Mortal Kombat, fighting game released in the 1990s, hyper-violent, hyper-popular, spawned a whole franchise of sequels, movies, and the cartoon we're covering today. Mortal Kombat, Defenders of the Realm. Yeah, okay, but there's more to it. There's another... Like a dimension called Outworld that's an empire full of magic and monsters and armies that are trying to conquer other dimensions to expand their domain. Once every generation, there's a martial arts tournament for the fate of our dimension, Earthrealm. That's Mortal Kombat, baby. But the Outworlders are still trying to take over our dimension, so the fighters that saved us in Mortal Kombat still fight to defend Earthrealm, and that's another Connect Four! Are you fucking kidding me? This is bullshit! You're trying to get in my head with all this MK trivia? One more game! Fighting fair this time! Okay, but we have to start recording after that. Mm-hmm. Gonna smoke your ass. Focus now, Travis. Gotta direct all your chi into this. Hey, Jeff. Ready over there? Oh, yeah. There's two. Excellent. That's three! Excellent. No, 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 now, can we finally do the show, please? Travis? Get over here! My vital organs! Today, on the Days Past Doomcast, we're talking about Mortal Kombat, Defenders of the Realm! Flawless victory. <laughs> Alright, boys and girls, get ready for an action-packed hour with your friends Will and Travis. It's the day's past to Welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about... Yesterday's animations. This animation today. Yeah. This animation. is a roundhouse to your face. As far as quality goes, for sure. Ay, <laughs> caramba. Now, uh, yeah, we're going to have a good time today because it's October. Oh, yeah. And we thought, how, how scary do you want to get? Do you want skeleton faces? Do you want skeleton face ninjas? <laughs> 
Do you want ladies that are sexy until they remove their ninja mask and then they codes? eat you? Yeah, do you want blood codes? <laughs> How much blood and gore do you want? Do you want decapitations? <laughs> do you want spinal fractures? Yeah. That would be, I would like if it if Mortal Kombat had like some fatalities that were just like old man injuries, Ooh. like pulled back. <laughs> lumbar, lumbar issues. Hamstring. <laughs> just hamstring. <laughs> That's right. Today is Mortal Kombat! The techno, techno you can techno, handle. Techno, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 90s, so techno had just been invented. I feel like techno, every person's like layman version of techno is the Mortal Kombat techno song. That was a gateway drug. Drug. That was a gateway uh, <laughs> it, sound. It got sure. me hooked on E for most of the 90s. <laughs> it was Mortal Kombat, then E. <laughs> no, I did play the video game back then. I mean, I was a... I was a Sega boy. Oh, me too. You were a Se- we yeah. were a couple of Sega boys yeah, we over were. here. B O I Z, I think, would be correct for the Sega crowd. <laughs> yeah. Sega! I rented it for that. Uh, I I did. I was frustrated because I wasn't a great fighting game player. Really, I, I really crafted my my button mashing skills. Okay, I was a button masher. Okay, 100%. yeah, well, I probably did that too. Mm-hmm. Who did you play when you played Mortal Kombat? You know what? I want to say I probably I leaned towards the Lu. Lu Kang. Lu Kang. I was a Raiden man. Raiden. I wanted to feel the power <laughs> flowing through my veins. Of a zillion volts. Seriously, this thunder god. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted, well, so see, I think I wanted to live out the dream that I had had ever since I had seen Ernest goes to jail. Because <laughs> at the end, second Ernest drop we're doing, I, I love I it. Lo- well, one, I love Ernest. <laughs> Thank you, Ernest, for living yes. and being who you are. And two, that movie, I loved it so much as a kid because I was a superhero guy. And at the end, he gets electric powers. Yeah. So, hell yeah, I want to play as Raiden. <laughs> That's the next best thing to playing. I wish I could play as Electric Ernest in Mortal Kombat, but I couldn't at the time. Well, it's coming now, <laughs> I'm buddy. sure there's a mod out there. That- Rockstar Games presents. <laughs> That's right. I remember playing it at, uh, there was a theater in town called Hollywood USA, which is a Cinemark. Yeah, what? <laughs> that was uh, a Cinemark theater, yeah. and it was the nice one at the time. It was cool. Very flashy, like black lights and shit. It looked like, like a, almost like a laser tag place uh-huh. over in the arcade, because there's a huge arcade, and they would always have the latest games, Mortal Kombat was one, and it was like these pixely, disturbing images that was somewhere between your first pornography and your first snuff film. (laughs) It's just like people dying. It's like you're not supposed to be seeing this, but everybody's around. They're adults in the area. So it's like, I guess this is okay. Mm -hmm. Ripping out spines. (laughs) I love it, dude. I remember when I first I got my first blood code, man. Like it was like in it was my like a, it, first blood it, it was like a speakeasy, man. You know, like someone gave me like, hey, it's uh, listen, it's A B A B C C A. The blood code is that at home on the home version, mm-hmm. there wasn't blood in the Sega version, but you could turn on the massive amount of gore in the video game. But you had to have the the, the, little the code. code. Yeah, yeah the code you just part. had to have the access point. <laughs> it's it's like turning on the security code on your cable or whatever that keeps the, the M chip or whatever they called it. God, had that blood code down, bro. <laughs> the whole franchise, even mm-hmm. today, because it's still going. They released MK11 sometime recently. I mean, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah, this year, this year, it is disgustingly '90s. This whole thing because it's like horror. Pop culture, martial arts, sex, all it's wrapped great. up in this thing. It is like you're at the back of Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> I can't stop thinking. Like, I can smell the food court of a failing mall mm-hmm. in the background if I think of this game. With Jupe and Calvin Klein cologne in the air, man. <laughs> Jupe. <laughs> That's like, it's like a nickname for Jupiter. <laughs> And I remember, basically, to this game, I had a sexual awakening, but not Come in on. the game. I think every, every most of us did. I mean, there's yeah. ladies, and and the thing is, they were, had pixelated real people that uh-huh. they had filmed, and they pixelated. But no, this was okay. 
and I'm a huge nerd. Okay. Yeah, just to remind everybody <laughs> <laughs> that I'm a huge nerd. Yeah. And I, I was subscribed to Wizards Magazine when I was a kid, mm. which was a magazine about comic books. Yeah. But there was another short-lived magazine called Flux. And it was like the penthouse to Wizards Playboy <laughs> because it was more like, it was edgier. Yeah. You know, it's like Wizard was just like, who do you want to be in the X-Men movies? But this was like, we got the model who plays Sonya Blade mm -hmm. bending over in jean shorts and a mesh tank top. <laughs> Baby, check it out. And I I didn't like buy it for that, but that's what ended up in my brain. I love it. That's what this thing was. And so like this was, they had the woman who played her, I guess at shows or something like that. Yeah. They had like a bit of a pinup of her in there. And I was not prepared for that. I wasn't uh -huh. ready for that to happen, but that's what they did to me. Thank you, Mortal Kombat. You awoke me. I'm woke. I'm woke. Yeah, that's what, that's what yeah. it means. Now, the franchise is, it's been around since the early 90s. It's got movies. It's got, of course, video games where it started. Mm -hmm. It's got, had a TV show, which seems crazy to me. But is this mysterious stranger? He's the killer! Hiding a murderous past. Are you going to stop me? If I have to. Find out on Mortal Kombat The Series, Monday night at midnight on TNT. It's everywhere. Yeah, the show only ran for one season. 13 episodes on USA Network's Action Extreme Team. USA. Of course it's on USA Network. <laughs> like, this is... Everything was... That was the next closest thing uh -huh. to softcore pornography that you could access was, like, USA Up All Night with uh, Gilbert Gottfried or Elvira yeah. or whatever the hell. Yeah. USA Network was the dirty network, whether it was dirty, like, hey, uh -huh. or dirty, just like, a, get it off me. Yeah, right. Like, shower after you watch USA Network. It's still the case, I guess. <laughs> it was your level one cable. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Entry yeah. cable point. <laughs> USA's Action Extreme Team weekday starting next Monday on USA. So on the Action Extreme Team, <laughs> it also was surrounded by these cartoons. It played back to back with Street Fighter, the cartoon. Uh. Apparently, also Sonic the Hedgehog was there. Oh, and it doesn't get more '90s for us Sega boys. Yeah, yeah that's sure. a, that's like the Pope showing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that was seg religious? Oh, yeah, I'm you done. can. Yeah, you can. absolutely can. You can probably retire <laughs> after that. But to let you know the real level of quality that this show was up against, yeah. or at least uh, running with, it was mm -hmm. running in a pack with Highlander, the animated series, which I think everything after Highlander 1 has been a mistake. Has it not been? Did I we not so. agree on I this? I think so. And yeah, this was the unofficial sequel to the Mortal Kombat movie. In each of us, there burns the fury of a warrior. In every generation, a few are chosen to prove it. Three strangers will travel to the mystical realm of Outworld. I saw it in the theater. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't remember much about it, uh, to I, be honest. I remember when when Sub-Zero and Scorpion like come around, come around <laughs> they come around the corner and music starts playing, man. Everyone, everyone in the theater was like, oh, shit. I just like your face. You looked like you are a, a Sega boy at heart. Sega! You looked so happy recounting this for me. Oh, for yeah. sure, man. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. Dad, my dad was probably like, "What? what's so cool? You know what I'm saying? But everyone knew. <laughs> oh, well, man. I mean, what's cool is ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's cool. Yeah, you know? Dad, get with it. Demon ninjas. <laughs> well, I, I saw the movie. I may have seen the second one in the theater as well. But yeah, this continues the continuity of that, which means... I'm completely lost as to what's happening uh -huh. in the cartoon. And even after this plot that we're about to tell you about, because we got to get into this episode, yep. I think you will you may be lost as well. Uh -huh. We're going to do our best to catch you up, though. <laughs> so, for better or worse, the plot. Mortal Kombat, 
Defenders of the Realm, Season 1, Episode 1. Originally broadcast September 21st, 1996. Entitled, Combat Begins Again. The Defenders of Earthrealm defend Earthrealm from an outworld robot invasion force of cybernetic ninjas. They emerge victorious thanks to the intervention of the ninja known as Sub-Zero. But while her fellow defenders are all too happy to accept Sub-Zero as a new member, Sonya Blade remains suspicious. And her suspicions appear to be confirmed when outworlders known as Nomads attack the Defenders' secret headquarters. The Defenders initially bar Sub-Zero from battle, believing he brought the creatures there. But it turns out Sub-Zero was tagged with a tracer and unwittingly led the Nomads to their HQ. Between this and defeating the Nomad leader, Sub-Zero ultimately proves his innocence. So if that plot didn't make a ton of sense to you or sounded just unnecessarily packed with some dumb things. Yeah, if your mind's a jar right now. You're pretty much in the same boat as we are. Yes. Uh, because I, I've not been plugged into the MK bloodstream for a while. So, uh, and I, and the it's based on the, I think it's presumptuous of them uh -huh. to just make the cartoon a sequel to the movie. Yeah. Like, cause not every kid would have seen the movie. Right. And it was at this point, I was getting mad at it cause I, I was not being reasonable with the cartoon. I was like, that was fucking 20 years ago. How do I know that? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, you didn't make it today. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I think they made a big mistake basing it off the movie, I think they could have just gone evergreen with it. Because as it is, they just expect us to know. Of course, uh, you got Earthrealm people uh -huh. defending the world from these people, from uh, robots and demons from right. other dimensions. Nothing set up. It's just plug and play. Yeah, they should have just started fresh. Mortal Kombat here. In America. In, well, <laughs> wherever they are in this show, <laughs> in the American television show, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm has a, a broader definition than what I'm used to it meaning. Uh -huh. Mortal Kombat, in my head, is uh, test your might, yep. finish him. You're going to kill somebody, and you're going to fight him one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. That's pretty much Mortal Kombat. Yep. In this, it is like long-distance gunfighting in some yeah. cases. People with weapons. This is more than 30 feet yeah. of, yeah, <laughs> of like, land. Well, it, it's like people are behind a barricade talking about tactics. Yeah. It's not Mortal Tactics. It's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> This is get out there and punch someone in the face, but then they do, and they have access to all this technology, which just seems it just ruins it because it's again Mortal Kombat. But you have people who are mostly relying on their fists and feet when they either have access to technology, like they have submersible dragon jets. Yes, dragon this is, jets. This isn't normal to you. No, this is this is GI Joe. This is fucking GI Joe, and they have the headquarters and all this shit in a mountain, of course. In some cases, it's just running at people is Mortal Kombat as well, screaming. Yes. Like, letting them know that you're coming. That's Sonya's way of doing Mortal uh. Kombat in this. <laughs> Most people are relying—I guess they are technically doing Mortal Kombat on the martial arts side. Yeah. But they're they have access to other things in this world. Yeah, it's Mortal Battle. But they're not using them. Like, if you have—Chuck Norris, Travis, you're, you're going to like this. Yes, I better. Chuck Norris used guns. In movies. Mm -hmm. He plenty of times. There, there's a, a cover with him with two machine guns. Yes. He also had martial arts, but if he had a gun in his hands, he was allowed to use it. Mm -hmm. That's not being dishonorable. That's called being smart. And they have access to guns and jets, and they're not using it. No smarter man than Chuck Norris. Continue. No. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. You can <laughs> sit with that. Okay. <laughs> we'll attribute that to you. Appreciate it. Specifically. 
So I feel like they, they're trying to have it both ways. They have them armed to the teeth with technology and not using anything but bare fists against just faceless robots. Uh, everyone's got an eye watch. Totally. They do. <laughs> they're all talking to their watches like they're fucking Dick Tracy. Oh, yeah. Like any fight. And this is true to the fighting, the actual game. But like any fighting game, people, even with just Taekwondo skills. Yeah somehow can channel all of that knowledge and the intensity into some kind of energy projection attack, a fireball, a laser out of the eyes, something like that. When you have that kind of concentration, it's simple to do. I've seen it. If that's true, I should have stayed in Taekwondo. That would have kept me there. I think that's why I went in the first place is I thought they'd teach me how to do a Hadouken. Yeah. But that never came, at least not up when I got to camouflage belt. You're like, you're like so when do I start shooting energy out of yeah. Orphis? When is the level? I want to shoot for that. Oh, that's the level I really want to just stay at. I'm only here to get superpowers. But everybody seems to either have a power Uh like that or one of the guys has metal arms. Yeah. But they just don't seem to stack up against the people that they're fighting very well Mm -hmm. because these are just robots. Right. They have a Mortal Kombat secret headquarters. Yes. Under the ocean, Uh which they reach with these submersible jets. I think MK headquarters is like an AOL chat room from 1997 that still has two people uh-huh. in it, like Scorpion Fan 101 and Sonia Hadi or something like that. Like that MK headquarters is not something that should ever exist. Mm-hmm. It, everyone comes from their own. They're all lone wolves. Yep. They should not be working together. They should be fighting each other. That's what the game's all about. Get the hell out of your jet. <laughs> you get out of that jet, you get down here and you Mortal Kombat for me. You test your might. You get in that ring right now, mister. And the closest they seem to get to mortal, mm-hmm. the mo- <laughs> emphasis on the, they're trying, they're not putting the mortal back in Mortal Kombat. They're taking it out. And it's offensive to me. Uh-huh. The closest they get to truly Mortal Kombat, aside from all the robots that they slaughter at the beginning, which, as we know, robots are trash. Yeah, they never count. They're not people. And really, you're doing the world a favor when you kill one. So get out there, folks. Kill you a bird and a robot. <laughs> a list of things we don't trust on this show. <laughs> The closest they get to Mortal Kombat is later on in the show, there are some nomads, which are these toothy... Nosferatu-like. Yes, like, like, like they've got tusks coming out of their arms. Really that's ugly. Cool. That's pretty scary. It, it is. You well, feel like you're going to get an infection from that if you get... They cut. do look like they would be carrying some kind of parasite, maybe like some, some ringworm or something that they would have. Yeah, they're yeah. gross looking. <laughs> A whole bunch of them are overrunning MK headquarters, mm-hmm. not the chat room. Our heroes refer to these guys as the lowest life form in the dimension, mm-hmm. which is like a real shitty thing to say. Mm. I mean, in general, like that's that's a terrible thing to say about a group. Maybe there's a good one. Maybe yeah. there's one good one. And this is what you want to say about the lowest them. Life they form. are sentient. They, yeah. they talk. One of them talks at some point. The leader does. Uh-huh. And at the end of it, all they've done is beat these guys up and throw them in a big pile. And it's like, they're all fine. And then Raiden, God of Thunder, he says, <laughs> But now that these nomad know their way here, I've got to ship them to a realm of no return. A realm of no return. Yep. Which I think is his way of like saying, I'm sending a dog upstate to a farm. Uh-huh. Like, that's essentially, it's like, yeah, I just sent him away to never come back to another realm. I kill Wink. them <laughs> the other realm is heaven or hell they ran away <laughs> they hunt we found a good place for all those nomads don't worry they're with a nice family okay they're happier where they are there's one thing that this show almost does right yeah almost mm-hmm. does right and that's that it has 
maybe the most diverse cast that we have ever had on a show, at least since Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos, mm -hmm. which was white people and a bunch of Asian people. Yes. Stereotypes, specifically. Right. But this show, we've got two women. We've got a black man. Yeah. And we have got a whole chock full of interdimensional Asian people. I don't know where they're actually from. It's confusing to me because Katana is from another realm. Liu yeah. Kang is from Earth, I think. Yeah. I, there's uh, everybody. Liu Kang's from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was born in America. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah but I, they, they are more varied than your standard team show at the time. <laughs> a melting pot. And, of course, because there are Asian people on this show, some of them have to be ninjas. Yep. Or, as I prefer to say, alleged ninjas. <laughs> and so, Travis, you know what time it is. I sure do. It's time for a ninja check. <laughs> Get over here. Spine rip. Spine rip. Annihilate him. <laughs> Annihilate him. All right, first up, yep. on the chopping block, because this show in some ways fared better than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as far as its ninja-ness. Yeah, and its consistency. But it also made uh, some real big, <laughs> uh, some bloopers, let's yeah. say. It Ooh. goofed up a bit. <laughs> ninja bloopers. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> just people dying. It's, it's, it's like... <laughs> It's just ninjas like trying to throw a throwing star and then it gets caught in their leg or whatever. It gets stuck on their glove and shit. <laughs> or they're just like, it's just, they're doing a zip line yeah. and it's just them falling off immediately <laughs> or breaking or whatever. Oh man, I want to see these very serious ninjas they're, do this. They're, they're, uh, they're smoke pellets busting on their belt or something. <laughs> or they don't even explode. <laughs> they just throw one down and look around like, oh. It bounces and shit. Shit. Ninja bloopers. We, that's <laughs> Ninja the bloopers. next thing we do. Ninja bloopers with a Z. All right, first up, yeah. the previously mentioned Katana. Sexual god. She's in your traditional ninja bathing suit. Yeah. Is what she is wearing. Because it's like a one piece, but with a lot of cleavage showing thigh-high boots. Uh -huh. Like cop show uh -huh. prostitute boots. Yes. And Just shiny as all get out. Yeah, She's yeah. She's shined up. No mask on or anything like this, but yeah. she is... A ninja. Yes. She's intended to be a ninja. Mm -hmm. Okay. Her background, I man, it's complicated. It's ninja. Uh, <laughs> well, that's all it should be. Yes. Ninjas should have no background. They have no history. Here are some things that she does. Okay. When she first appears, it's walking out of fire, just appearing. <laughs> Ninja-like. Very, very. I think so. Check. Yep. Okay. She does speak in the cartoon. Mm -hmm. Not ninja-like. No. Ninjas it's not. should be neither seen nor heard. True. Yes. Yeah. Like children. <laughs> <laughs> She speaks kind of in the spiritual BS, like like someone who works at Whole Earth Provisions or whatever. Uh, that's ninja-like. Somewhat wise, yes. Or at least sounding, like shallowly wise. <laughs> wise on the surface. Check. Yeah, check. Ninja-like. Okay. Mm -hmm. And anything seems to be a weapon in her hands because she has fans that she uses as a weapon. Yep. That's very ninja-like. Check. They can du throw a pencil at you, you're done. Double check. She brings an ominous warning to Liu Kang. Ravier is a far greater adversary than the one we are about to face. You have the numbers, Sector, but you lack the soul. That one kind of cancels itself out <laughs> because she's talking. Right. But an ominous warning, kind of a ninja-like thing to be ominous. True. To be mysterious. So, so this doesn't count, just but it doesn't counts. Even count. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, get rid of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She is snuck up on by a robot. Not ninja-like. Minus a million's ninja points. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's just, you might as well, you, you got to start over again at the uh. academy. You got to go back to ninja level one. She is snuck up on by a robot that speaks uh -huh. and is not quiet. It's not swift. No, I mean, I guess they're, they're, they're kind of ninja, cyborg ninjas, I guess. With is what hair. They got like ninja dreadlocks. It's, well, it's... how else do you know that they're cool? True. 
Yeah. And that they're into Rasta. <laughs> and, and eat pizza rolls. <laughs> yeah. This is 1996. Mm-hmm. No one should get the drop on you except for a better ninja. True. But a robot ninja is no better <laughs> than a human ninja. Uncheck. I, I, uh, yeah, uncheck. So we, we've established Katana, almost balanced it out, but man, she lost a lot of points. She did, yep. yep. Okay. We've got Sub-Zero. Okay. He attacks enemies from an unseen vantage point when he first enters. <laughs> ninja. Ninja. Straight ninja. Yeah. 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 Does not wear a mask. Un-ninja-like. Okay. You need to be faceless. You yeah, need to hide your seen. identity. We, we can't be seen. I don't want to humanize you. I want you to be an object for killing. Yeah. <laughs> a living killing tool. Breathing. Yeah. Killer. Tattoo slash scar over his eye. Huge ninja-like. Yeah, if you're going to be faceless... Yeah, faceless. If you, <laughs> that would be scarier. If you're going to be a faceless ninja, you win all the points. Entering a battle on an Iceman style ice slide. Not no. No. You, oh no. Okay. So we have we we don't agree on this. Okay. Okay. I think that's not very ninja like to enter <laughs> on a loud like it's it's a loud way to enter, not to the ears. But you're sliding, you're skating essentially into the thing, into the middle of battle. He's skating on his own energy he created. I hear you, but it's flamboyant. <laughs> it's very Ninjas flamboyant. are not flamboyant. They're secretly flamboyant. It's very Prince of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he's <laughs> on a purple ray of sex. Yeah. The ninja formerly known as. Yeah, for he, sure. uh, You know what? Purple's a good color for those ninjas. So, oh, man, that'd be a great reveal that he went to other worlds <laughs> when he died and that now he's just their tiny ninja, the purple ninja. You don't know who played the voice for Sub-Zero, right? I don't. No, okay. you, you actually blindfolded me for the Okay, yeah, I, I did say look away. Yeah. Do not look. Sadly, the actor passed away earlier this year, but this is where he loses all ninja credibility. Yeah, that voice is horrible. It is true. I was once Lin Kuei and fought for the forces of darkness, but that was long ago, back when my brother was still alive. It has been many years now since Liu Kang faced my brother in mortal combat. Voiced by... Luke Perry from 90210. God damn. Turn in your ninja badge. Give it to me now. Give me your ninja gun. You're, the, you're off the force. Wipe the scar off. Yeah, you're done, though. <laughs> you're turning your powers. Turn in your boots, your toe boots or whatever. You're fucking done. Give Luke me the belt. Perry. Give me the belt. Luke Perry plays a ninja that looks older. Like, he looks like he's seen some shit, and he's not small. And Luke Perry's just got this... Hey, babe, how's it going? Kind of voice. I was in California. Like, the only time I've liked Luke Perry is maybe on Oz. Oh, he was on Oz? He was on Oz. Yeah, he was a oh, preacher he was type. Yeah, he, he was, it was more just funny the way he got killed. But I, the only other place I like him, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. The movie, which I love. And uh, listen, I definitely watched him now on 2-0. So I, I didn't. I think I was afraid of it. I loved it. I thought it was going to be too sexy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. It still, still is. Yeah. yeah. So that's, he lost any, any ninja credibility with anybody, yeah. I would say at that point. Rest in peace, Luke Perry. Rest in peace. You live in our hearts. Now, on this show, everyone treats him. <laughs> it's funny because the way he shows up, he he's the the dark horse. Like he shows up, he's like, oh shit, here we go. He's the prodigal ninja. Yeah. He shows up and Sonya doesn't trust him. Everyone else acts like he is Luke Perry in 1996. They're all like, oh, let me show you. Let me show you how the jets work. They all just want to be the first one to show him like their rooms and shit like yeah, that. Do you think they just, do you think they didn't know that he was Sub-Zero? I, I, maybe <laughs> not. Maybe these were all genuine and they just flew in the name Sub-Zero later they're or something all, like that. They're all huge now, 2-0 fans. <laughs> yes, probably so. He was a big name at that point. He was. Still is. My heart. We didn't have Scorpion in this, sadly. I uh, know, I was waiting for him. He's man. a bad guy on it, and that would be the only reason ever to return to this show for two <laughs> seconds is to see what how, what they did with Scorpion, how they right. fucked him up. Yeah. But no, he he didn't get over here. 
So how they fucked we have to wait. Yeah, how they fucked him up. Because they did. I'm sure they did. The other possible ninja? Check this out. Yeah. Spiritual, animal friend, magic, yeah. not white, night wolf, uh, yeah. is a Native American, but is in in the world of cartoon stereotypes, it seems, we've we pointed this out. He is Brave Star with a twist. Brave Star with a twist. <laughs> he, yes, he is. And I feel like the Native American in the world of, of cartoon stereotypes is the Western ninja, as far as they're concerned. Because mm. they play similar music when they're on. It's always a flute or a whistle and wood blocks <laughs> or some other percussion. And they treat them equally like, oh, you're genetically spiritual. Like you're predisposed to being wise with awesome things. yeah. Yeah, and being good at battle this way. It's, I mean, they, <laughs> this guy, Nightwolf, is very much a stereotype. Aside yes. from that, he doesn't speak like, you know, a, a cowboy a cowboy versus Indians. He doesn't have 1950s. to. 1950s. His, no, his jeans and his boots uh, Everything else about him. He's yes. wearing a vest. Okay. Yes. He's wearing a vest. He wears yep. a fucking vest uh -huh. and feathers in his hair. Combat alert. There's a new rip in Earth's dimensional fabric. I believed you to be a shaman, a man with great mystical powers, not... A computer geek? And he has a pet wolf. Yes. Which is cool. I mean, I, I, I like dogs. Yeah. I like wolves. I like dog wolves. I like dog wolves. I like wolf dogs. Mm -hmm. Wolf puppies. This character, he is from MK. So, like, he's from the video games. MK, you keep fucking me up MK, with that. I love it. MKVG, bro. <laughs> he is from that. Like, he is in there. Uh, it seems that the creators insisted that he is not stereotypical. Yeah. He, for the first half of it, is kind of the tech guy. Because uh -huh. he's just in a room full of computers. He's doing machines do, he, he, MK style. Look, it's like they're saying, oh, yeah, you think we're going to be racist? Check this guy out. He does machines. <laughs> See yourself to the door. You're racist. You thought we were going to put any ninjas in that spot. <laughs> That's uh -uh. right. This is what Ed Boon, one of the creators of Mortal Kombat, oh, had Ed. to say. Eddie, about Nightwolf. All right. A non-traditional Indian... He doesn't swing an axe that he's always holding. He doesn't have all of the stereotypical Indian type things. He doesn't go, hoya, hoya. <laughs> I mean, some of that's true, I guess. He's yeah. not always holding an axe. He does form an axe from the, the, the wolf jumps into his chest. <laughs> he's an ectoplasmic earlier. Yeah, it's like green <laughs> shit that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. After the wolf jumps into his chest, like he's a reverse werewolf or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what that does. But he uses a mystical tomahawk. Mm -hmm. So no, he doesn't hold a, a axe all the time. He just uses it in battle. Uh -huh. He uses a bow and arrow, also made out of slime. He's wearing the vest, the headband, the feathers, war paint on his face when he's in battle mode. He's a shaman. Uh -huh. This is part of his backstory. They just don't mention it here. And he was just called Indian in his original, when they were creating him. They didn't know his name yet, so they just called him Indian. One guy was like, yeah, that'll work. That'll and they're work. like, look at what we did. But he does computers. He's got a computer, guys. I mean, come on. They're like, uh, what, what Indian? What are we doing? <laughs> it's just, I mean, they just own up to it. Just say, yeah, we wanted to basically make uh, Tonto. <laughs> or No, what, what was the guy? Was it Tonto in a Native American? Yes, yeah, yes. okay, good. Well, I win. <laughs> See, I'm not racist. No, not at all. And Liu Kang, we can just say one big check, right? I mean, he's, well, he's not a ninja, though. In my heart, he always will be. No, he's Bruce Lee. He's he's a Bruce Lee ripoff. He's not supposed to be a ninja. He's the he is the de facto lead of the thing. Mm -hmm. But in the show, he just sounds like a young idiot. I still don't understand why I have to pilot this this thing. I'd rather face a thousand ninjas than a single computer. I guess the ninjas you can tell because at some point they're wearing a mask or dark colors. And then with Liu Kang, you know he's the Bruce Lee ripoff because he doesn't wear a shirt ever. Mm -hmm. Not even in a restaurant. Doesn't have to. He's built. I feel like it's how he gets over on people. Like, he's just, like, distracting you with how small yet muscular his frame is. With no nipples. Well, okay. That is a big problem on this show. Okay. We got two 
shirtless men defiantly nippleless. Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> Luke Kang is one of them. Uh-huh. You've got Jax, who is the aforementioned black man yep. who has two metal arms. Girl, your parents ever teach you the word tact? That ought to ziplock those cyber saps out of this dimension. <laughs> I must be a masochist to keep hanging with that girl. The backstory is that he intentionally underwent a uh, something to the get the metal surgery. arms. Oh. Well, that was going to say, whatever they did, I think it actually got his nipples too. And then he just said, well, that's part of the whole deal. You give up your nipples to get metal arms. Yeah. But I, I just don't believe that he just said, you know what? Give me the metal arm treatment. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sign me up for that. I feel like he had an accident in the garage that uh-huh. was embarrassing. Like he was trying to build a doghouse or something or a thing for he's his trying kid. To galvanize, mess with galvanized steel or something. Yeah. And yeah. Then he just comes out. He's like, honey, call the hospital. 911. Just like blood spurts coming out of his arms where they used to be. Cause I just don't. I just don't believe anyone is that hardcore. And just slower than the day is long too. Well, you gotta figure. <laughs> he takes, he takes he, off running. He can't. Yeah, he, yeah. He would, he would be lagging behind because he's carrying two tons of steel probably on his body. Right. Just and it's lopsided because it's all upper body stuff. It's not yeah. equal. He's right. top heavy. Yeah. You get he, him to fall over. He's constantly doing legs. Why not spring for the whole package? <laughs> Why not get be a quadriplegic with four metal limbs? Right. Or just get a whole metal body. I got. I mean, what's the who did this for him is what I want to know. Because he was like a special agent or some shit. <laughs> it's like your cops. You're just a regular cop. You're like, hon, they're willing to pay for me to have metal arms. I think it's worth it. Now, everybody, it is the 90s. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember at the time, everyone had an attitude. Yeah, and gushers. Everyone had Gushers, dun- uh, Dunkaroos. Yes. You don't just eat, you dunk them too. Uh, man, what else do we eat? Well, Lunchables was new. Fruit by the Foot. Fruit was, by the Foot. It was with your Gushers. Hell yeah. It was yeah. like a Hell yeah. package. Yep. And everyone had a tood. A major, Dude. everyone was a dude and they had a tood. Yep. This show is no different. They don't have extreme toods. Like they're not Cowabunga Party guys. Yeah. But they all treat each other like shit, uh-huh. pretty much. They all, everybody has a snarky, uh, will they won't. Here's the thing. They're snarky with each other and sarcastic, but- you know that way that people will talk to each other shittily in a movie? Someone would say about them, why don't you two just fucking get it over with? Yeah. Like, everybody talks to each other like they all need to just bang and be better with mm-hmm. each other. <laughs> because everybody talks like, <laughs> I'll show you how cool I am. You suck. Right? <laughs> am I right or am I right? <laughs> no one has more tood than Sonya Blade. Oh, yeah. Sonya Blade, who was, I guess, like an NSA agent. She's a special agent. She is a governmental agent mm-hmm. in green and a headband. TSA agent. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they need to get in on there. They're fucking mortal, man. They checked me recently. Bro, that's mortal right for there. For headphones, I think it was. They they actually stopped and pulled open my bag. When I was coming back from South Dakota. Uh-huh. They pulled my bag and I was like, I've never had this happen. What if I do? And you get that fear. Like, what if you do have something in yep. there that you don't remember? Yeah. A pipe bomb or something. Yeah, that pipe bomb you accidentally, your extra pipe bomb. A box cutter or a pipe bomb. Yeah, I, I feel you. Or some of the things in your bag accidentally assembled into a weapon. It melted <laughs> yes. you know, in the, the ride over there. So the TSA agent, Sonya Blade, yeah. she's got the worst toot of all of them. Yeah. She, even before Sub-Zero shows up, and she, I don't, she's right to, to question him. That's not an issue. Like, yeah, this is sure. a man. Yeah, it's Luke Perry. You get, get yeah, question that shit. Yeah, he, hide your daughters. And hide the, the, the fine china. And, and put your wife up. <laughs> put your wife away. Yeah, put her in the closet. Put everybody back. Duh. No kidding, Striker. Combat time! You may be the god of thunder and all, but you've been wrong plenty of times. Let's start toasting those freaks! She basically is the person saying, why are we not 
running at. <laughs> that, that's her tactic uh-huh, is to yeah. run at every all this army of robots. Is a scream, and she and calls you a run. pussy basically for not yeah. doing it. Like yeah. she, she's like, oh, so you're not going to run at the robots with me? Fine, <laughs> ah! and then just goes off doing it. And this is a lady who. Really, the only thing she has going for her is she's very athletic. She she's looks very like, mortal. She's, she's very, very mortal. mortal. Yeah. Well, she looks like she'd be running like a jazzercise class in what she's wearing. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't seem like NSA or TSA. Yeah. Uh, Protocol. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She is one of the ones that manages to fire her karate essence out of her body. But yeah, she in the kisses kiss. it. She kisses away because she's a lady. And that's I guess that's all they're allowed to have. I think she, she attained the rank of royal pain in the ass, whatever she's associated with. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure her boss is like, yeah, go fight that mortal war that you're doing out there. Just please. Yeah, get out there, girl. Yeah, check yeah. in whenever you want. Don't you, even check in. You got PTO safe for days, babe. Go. <laughs> Here's the thing. They do let us know, because I had this thought early on. I thought, this chick has a death wish. Yeah. Like, she wants to run out into, I think she wants to get killed. Yeah. But I thought, ah, I'm reading too much into it. But later, Raiden says, You really do have a death wish. Sonya lost her last two partners in battles with Outworlders. It wasn't her fault, but she still feels responsible somehow. She's hurting bad. We all deal with our pain a little differently. She has lost two, <laughs> this is such a dumb, but heavy thing to assign to and her. Forced as shit. Yeah. Like everything is. She's basically Riggs from Lethal Weapon at yeah. this point. Yeah. Like where it's like she's holding the gun up to her head every night and then decides not to pull because <laughs> one more day, you just got to put her with the right partner <laughs> and she'll be ready. We also have Stryker, who is the cop. We have to keep the cybernetic units from reaching the city. Straighten up, soldier. We need a strategic plan of attack. Just straight up cop. But he is in a backwards baseball hat and, I don't know, like a, a weird jumpsuit type of thing. Yeah, it almost looks like just cargo pants. Blue cargo pants yes. with a white cop belt. He essentially, to me, looks like, and you see the lines on his face. He uh-huh. is drawn to look older. He looks like he's a police officer trying to be an undercover skater. Uh-huh. Like he's like, hey, kids. Are we catching the wave today, guys? Hey, bros and hoes. Is that what we say? <laughs> Let right? Me just, let me just close this portal, my audacious yeah, guys. I'm going to do a kickflip off of my sedan. <laughs> hey, anyone down for some par? Parkour? Hey, guys. I'm, it's been nice skating with you, but I got to pick up both of my kids. And my ex-wife is not in town this week. <laughs> that's what he looks like. He just looks like he That's all he has. You want to hear a sweet, dirty joke, guys? But he has a billy club. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a high-tech billy club that just <laughs> closes portals to other dimensions. Who knows why he yeah. has that power? But a billy club is the weapon of narcs. Like, that should give you his identity right away. That should sell him up the river immediately. It's Are like, those handcuffs? Oh, I stole this off of one of those p- pigs. <laughs> you know, b- bacon lovers. Those filthy co- p- copper p- pigs. P- 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 pigs. And guess who he's played by? This is a big get, too. Jason Priestley? Oh, that would be so great. <laughs> Shannon Doherty. <laughs> That's all I know. Played by Ron Perlman. Hellboy himself. What? It doesn't even sound like him. Frankly, I'm not sure if it's him in this episode. It doesn't sound like him to me. It doesn't. But he's done voice work for Fallout and some other shit. So Oh, it's oh, it's huge. Yeah. His voice but his voice is great. So I don't I'm not convinced it was him in this episode, but that's uh-uh. who plays him. So that's who this guy should not be if that if Ron Perlman is playing you, you don't get to wear a backwards hat unless you're a mechanic. <laughs> and they give this guy a weird his character trait, the thing to know him by, to humanize him by. He sees Nightwolf's dog or his wolf and says, Wild animals have no business being pets. Everyone knows those creatures carry all sorts of diseases. What a hypochondriac. And he pulls out, it's it's true, Uh they're right, because only a hypochondriac would carry around a, a kerchief. A handkerchief, yes, for his face and nose and to be like, oh, oh, so good. Either if you have that, you are either a hypochondriac or you have tuberculosis, and it's the 1800s. 
I'm serious. You got a blood like, rag. Yeah, seriously, you're coughing blood specks mm-hmm. into the damn thing and trying to hide it from everyone around you. So you can still serve the town as doctor. <laughs> Good Lord, you're getting deep with that. I love it. <laughs> it's such a weird thing, but they were right to call him that. And it, he would be one of the people at the grocery store around flu season who has like the surgeon mask on, the medical mask, whatever <laughs> they call full, it. It's filled with blood, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's pulling up because he's the one that's sick. Pulling up. Well, he's older. Yeah. He's, his, his immune system is weaker. It's mortal. <laughs> it's very mortal. He's in, he's in mortal combat with the flu right now. This cartoon contains the steamiest oh, yeah. scene we have ever seen. Katana and Liu Kang are very clearly sexually attracted to each yes. other. Like it is not it has nothing to do with love. This is very ninja. What's love got to do with it? This is ninja. <laughs> this is very this is ninja lust is what's happening yes. between these two. She shows up. They share a moment early on in the battle, kind of like a, Ex- hey. Explosions even pop right in the middle of them. It's oh, well, beautiful. That, well, that's the thing. It's like, wh- they have this moment. They take 15 seconds, I swear, of animation, silent, as far as dialogue goes. Yeah. Where they are just staring at each other. Like, they ju- they're standing over a bunch of defeated, dead robot bodies yep. looking at each other. And literal fireworks are going off between them in the background. And all they do is stare at each other. And they're so close. These cartoons actually were sexually attracted to each other so much that the animators were forced to give them this much time. They're like, <laughs> boss, I keep trying to shorten it. They keep staring at each other. I can't stop them. Like they had to be physically separated to f- continue filming. It's drawing itself. Yes. They were forced to do this. This is the steamiest shit I've ever seen. And we can't forget about Raiden. The man of the hour. The man of the year yeah. award goes to the god of the year. This is a god. Oh, I was just over here talking to the eternal gods. He, yes. Okay. Jax calls it. When, when Raiden just shows up, he just teleports in. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, what have y'all been up to? Fighting a bunch of people? Uh, sorry, I wasn't there. Whatever. <laughs> like, he is the most smooth and casual god. He he speaks like a normal person, which is very funny, but kind of a cool idea. Yeah. But Jax calls him girlfriend. A good time in Raiden. The fighting's over, girlfriend. I don't even know. I don't even know if that's racist. I think it's just weird. It's very strange. It's very weird. And then Raiden says, Don't start with me, Jax. I've been with the Elder Gods. We have another crisis. I was chatting with the Elder Gods, which I know is something. <laughs> I know it's something in their lore. But what the fuck, man? You imagine you're late for a meeting and you're like, sorry, I was just out there. I was talking to the Elder Gods. You're late for like your anniversary dinner. It's like, sorry, babe. I was just, these Elder Gods are always on my phone. They're blowing me up. Don't always make, texting me. You never reverence back to it though. You no. just drop Well, that's they, this is how presumptuous. It's like somebody wrote Mortal Kombat fan fiction based on the movie <laughs> for other fans, yeah. and then they made it into a cartoon. Because what the fuck is he talking about, Elder Gods? I don't know. I have no idea. You Percy Jackson over here? What are we doing? Seriously. <laughs> You're like, man, I gotta I got read a book on this Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I, there's stuff. a lot of there's a lot of lore. There's a lot of lore. <laughs> On today's episode is a segment in which we, here at the Days Past Tooncast, we talk about the morality at play, the lessons that we learned in our mortal world about ourselves and each other. You might say it's a uh, moral combat. Just techno banging. Techno, I need it. I need some techno under this. <laughs> So I, they clearly were not really giving us any morals. No. Uh, not, not, they weren't having a like on today's episode at their uh-huh. own. Uh, where it's like Mortal Kombat alert, yeah. recycle, or uh-huh. anything like that. I think there are deeper meanings though. Okay, deeper messages. Travis, yeah. what did you on today's episode? What did you learn? Well, you know, I realize there's there's trust issues out there, man. You know, you really have to allow people to come in your lives mm-hmm. and just uh, accept them. 
and know that they're telling the truth. And just know it. And just know no, it. No matter what, everyone's telling the truth. No matter what, just just <laughs> just go ahead and pretend like everyone's putting their best foot forward. I I agree. How are you going to accept a new friend with an embrace yeah. if you're so busy holding on to grudges? That's good. How That's could you good. do that? Yeah. So, yeah. and you can't is the answer. No, so no, accept at everyone at face value. Like they didn't just try to kill you. And if you get hurt, well, it's because you didn't have good enough ninja skills. Yes, I believe that. It's because yeah. you're not wearing a mask or yeah. you're out of smoke pellets. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. what did what did you really, uh, what did you pick up on today's episode? However mm-hmm. you choose to Mortal Kombat, because that's everyone has their own Mortal Kombat style. Yeah. Mortal Combatants, the world over, there's as many Mortal Combats, apparently, yeah. as there are Mortal Combatants, whether you're a shoot them from the sky kind of guy or you're or just- bang com- up kind of guy, yeah. You're, you're combating people by being passive-aggressively shitty towards them. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's Mortal Combat. True. Because any combat can become mortal eventually. Be sure, if you're going to Mortal Combat, <laughs> see it through to the bitter end. If you defeat your enemy in a public place or even in private, you're both going to know that that person has been shamed. They're certainly going to be living with it. And it is your duty, your, your honor-bound mor- duty. Moral, your moral duty. Your moral and mortal duty. Yes. To make sure that combat's mortal. And you finish them off. Mm-hmm. You put them out of their misery. You give them the punishment that they deserve. If you don't, they'll be leading a life not worth living of shame and dishonor. Yeah, you send them three stories below onto, <laughs> onto bones, sharp bones. You like any number of things. You t- you turn them into a baby if it's a babality. Mm-hmm. You turn them into. You don't do friendship; those are dumb. Mm. Uh, but you definitely do a. I would say fatality is my go-to for this. I'm I'm with you. I'm thinking pull a spine through a foot. Yeah, like okay. you reach up, you punch up through their foot, yeah. you pull out their spine. And they'll thank you with their dying breath. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for not making me live with the shame of being a shitty mortal combatant. Give them the end, the release that they have earned by losing. It's not just the right thing to do. It's the honorable thing to do. Ninjas, cyborgs, all of you. Whatever realm you come from, other, earth, it doesn't matter. Mortal, immortal. (laughs) Immortal combat. It never ends. Never. I think that's Highlander. Yeah. Thank you to all of you for joining us on this Days Past Tooncast episode. If you enjoyed what you heard today, hop on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, leave a review, subscribe, and send us on to your friends. Please do. Don't make us fatality. Seriously, I will finish you. And make sure to check out our uh, Twitter and our Instagram at DPTooncast. And also, we do a little YouTubery. What what did we do, Will? We wrote, recorded, and performed a parody mashup of the X-Men 1992 animated series theme song and Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Baby Got Got Back. Back. Uh, uh, uh. Find it on YouTube by searching for Days Past Tooncast, or you can just follow the link in the show notes. So we're about to wrap up. We're going to finish him. Our opponent is this episode. But we got to let you know, next week, it's still October, guys. Uh It's a long October. Get your goodie bags. Five whole weeks. So we're dropping a little, uh, it's better than a Tootsie Roll. Oh, yeah. This is more like a fun size. Uh, Colgate? Is it like a little toothpaste? Oh, God, no. Travis. (laughs) Travel size? That's truly horrific. (laughs) No, we're getting so close to Halloween that we got to bust out a mini-sode covering the scariest thing that I saw as a kid. Gumby, you're going to be up all night dreaming about these bendy legs. Guys, it's going to be a hoot. A day's pass, Tooncast first. Yesterday's Claymations. So come back next week to check out Gumby. Take your meds before you watch this one. 
Until then, tutor my duder. <laughs> tutor my duder. Board drummer. Just piss on it. I'd rather be home right now. Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen a drummer like that, dude. They're either pissed no. or into it. They're pissed at the drums, and that's why they hit them over and over again. All right, you motherfuckers, get ready for some Mortal Kombat <laughs> in your asses.